I would like to take this time and greet everyone in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been a long time, but I still love Jesus, and I love you all. Amen. Uh, I heard that it's a Jabula day today, but this Jabula day today is full of drama in this chapter. (laughs) So when you get home, just read the whole chapter. I'll just give a summary today, and then we will have some time to pray and celebrate that God has journeyed with us through the whole chapter, which helped, I think it helped all of us to focus on him, not on the situation. Because that is how we need to deal with any situation. We fix our eyes unto him and he sorts things at home, in our lives, even at the church. Um, let me take this time also to bring greetings from Open Doors. Um, before we go to Nehemiah chapter 13, I just want to give you just uh, one update from India. Uh, I can't remember last time I spoke if I did mention that in India there was a harvest of 3 million new believers just in March last year because of your prayers. Amen. The Prime Minister of India issued a decree five years ago saying that by December 31st, 2021, which is this year, there won't be a single Christian in India. And they started working on a plan to get rid of Christians. So COVID came in and God allowed it, and it distracted the the prime minister's plan. God also led us to uh, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 and 10, especially the last part of uh, verse 10. The court was seated and the books were open. The High Court of India also said, and this decree was approved, stamped, and distributed all over India. But in heaven, the High Court of God was also seated. The decision was taken, and it overruled what was taken in India. So during the first lockdown, uh, we received videos of believers kneeling on the street in the hot uh, sun, holding flags of many countries interceding, even for you and myself. And that is how God, they asked for one million uh, new believers, but God brought in three million just in March last year. I don't know how many now. So we celebrate with Jabula with them, the victory of the Lord. And we continue to pray for the persecutors that they come to Jesus. And I also brought uh, our newsletters. I I forgot the English ones. I brought the Zulu and the Africans. <laughs> so you can choose which one you, you want to take. Uh, so, But you can also go to our website to get more information and also catch us on ETV every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock as we pray for different countries. So thank you so much for all your prayers and your support. And I'm also now responsible for Mpumalanga Province, KZN, and Eastern Cape. And I believe that through your prayers, God will give me wisdom to lead these uh, three provinces. Thank you so much. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 13. We're not going to read the whole chapter. We're just going to read the first 13 verses. I heard that uh, Sister Amanda, is she here? She's reading beautifully. (laughs) Will you read for us, please, from verse 1 to verse 13? You can come to the mic, Mrs. Thank you. (laughs) You can't hide. I heard you. (laughs) 
No, 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 it was the English Umbina. Amanda. Umbina. Okay. <laughs> on that day, Nehemiah's final reforms. On that day, the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people. And there it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God because they had not met the Israelites with food and water but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. When the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were of foreign descent. Before this, Eliashib the priest had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was closely associated with Tobiah, and he had provided him with a large room formerly used to store the grain offerings and incense and temple articles and also the tithes of grain, new wine and oil prescribed for the Levites, singers and gatekeepers as well as the contributions for the priests. But while all this was going on, I was not in Jerusalem For in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Sometime later, I asked his permission and came back to Jerusalem. Here I learned about the evil thing Eliashib had done in providing to buy a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and threw all Tobiah's household goods out of the room. I gave orders to purify the rooms, and then I put back into them the equipment of the house of God with the grain offerings and the incense. I also learned that the portions assigned to the Levites had not been given to them, and that all the Levites and singers responsible for the service had gone back to their own fields. So I rebuked the officials and asked them, Why is the house of God neglected? Then I called them together and stationed them at their posts. All Judah brought the tithes of grain, new wine, and oil into the storerooms. I put Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and a Levite named Pediah in charge of the storerooms and made Hanan, son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah, their assistant, because these men were considered trustworthy. They were made responsible for distributing the supplies to their brothers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amanda. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you speak uh, your heart this morning, Father. And we opening our, our hearts, our minds, ourselves, Lord, to receive from you for your glory and for the benefit of your church, even the generations to come. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to say that whatever we are doing in front of our mind, not at the back of our mind, we must always remember that Jesus is coming back very soon. And we need to keep checking ourselves The way we do things, the way we walk, the way we speak, is it giving glory to God? Is it advancing his kingdom? The decision that we are taking, 
Are they going to align ourselves to the will of God, to his purpose, even the generations to come? When you read the whole book of Nehemiah, even from chapter 1, the, the, the intents of prayer, when he received bad news from Jerusalem, he, he just soaked himself in prayer and, and, and fasting until God gave him favor. He, he received favor from the king. He got the material. He went and built the, the walls. And we found the opposition as well. And we, f- we see also God bringing people in chapter 3 with all their skills and talents. But there were also those nobles who did not even want to touch anything. But I'm sure they were benefiting after that. So as we are building, as we are rebuilding the walls, uh, we must always uh, understand that there will be opposition from outside and also maybe from within those who are blinded by the enemy. So we need to pray for one another and to cover one another in prayer. Uh, so in this chapter, we find that Nehemiah, after he took leave uh, from where he was serving in Babylon, he came and he found a mess, if I may put it that way. Yes, the walls were rebuilt, the, the, the house of God is fine, but the, the way the leaders were doing things, it was totally the opposite of what the Lord has uh, commanded them to, to do. And when they read the, the, from the book of Moses, I'm not sure if this was a constitution or they mean the Torah. I, I, I did not uh, search on that. But they discovered all the rules and the regulations and how God wanted the, uh, these uh, Israelites to live and not to mix with other races. One of the reasons why God did not want them to be mixed with uh, nations like Moabites and uh, Ammonite. You find that uh, Prophet Balaam was one of the Moabites. He was a false prophet. He was hired by King uh, uh, Balak to curse the, the, the nations, but he, he could not do it because God prevented him. But he wanted to do it because he was promised money and fame, which is still a problem today, where you find that uh, even uh, in other communities, uh, in, especially in black community, you find that because of money and fame, some of the ministers of the gospel will live and serve in other kingdoms so that they get powers. And in those altars, they sign contracts, they make agreement, they, they, they shed blood, and there is no downgrade. You always upgrade. So the more you upgrade, the more you need to shed blood. So those things have crept into the house of God. Same thing that was happening because these nations were worshipping other other idols, other God. In Moabat, there was an idol that was called Kimosh, which means the destroyer and the subduer. So now they are mixed here. One of the, the, the person that was opposing Nehemiah in chapter 2 and chapter 4, Tobiah, was now given a big room in the house of God. They took out all the stuff that was supposed to be there in the storehouse and he was given a room. He did not come alone. I'm sure he, he, he pulled along his cousins and nephews and his idols. So in the house of God, now there was that chaos and there was not confu- there was uh, that confusion. And also uh, there were more, but there were adul- adulterous women. When you, you read uh, Numbers chapter 25, 
from verse 1 to 3, you find that Balaam himself brought, because he, he could not curse the Israelites, so he brought the prostitute to the camp. And uh, men were attempted and they did evil things with those uh, women. Also, according to Zephaniah chapter 2 verse 8, this nation was full of insult. Even the little ones, the minute they open their mouth, they curse, they swear. Now those people are here in the house of the Lord. And that is what drove Nehemiah mad. So he wanted to put things right and the anger was also involved. That is why after he has taken an action, he will come back to God. Oh, Lord, remember me. Because he understood that in anger, you can say things that you're not supposed to be saying. So he had to repent before God. As long as I'm trying to put things in order, but I might have spoken in a way that is not glorifying your name, please forgive me, Lord. That is also as the children of God we need to do on a daily basis because there is a lot of opposition that anything that is trying to influence us, trying to, 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 to move, to shake us, but we must always fix our eyes unto the Lord and ask him to put his mouth, his words on our mouth so that anytime when we speak, uh, when we do things, we will do it according to his will. And there was also uh, another group from outside that were doing the market. On the Sabbath day, they would bring donkeys, carrying different stuff. So they were just selling and selling, and it was a normal. Like in South Africa, Sunday, it's like a biggest day of shopping. People don't even have time. When we are in the service, we keep checking our watch because I need to go to Mac and Bean and have lunch, or I need to go and buy this and that. So that is also what was happening. And the worst thing that they were bringing it into the, the, the house of God. And that is when also Nehemiah just stood and spoke boldly. You know, I'm reminded of those four creatures in Hezekiel chapter 1. Each creature has four faces, the face of a lion, an eagle, what an ox, and a face of a man. I think here Nehemiah was, was wearing a face of a lion where he had to speak boldly. Because that face of a lion represented the intercession. It reminds us of the lion of Judah that is interceding for us on a daily basis. So sometimes we have to stand firm and speak and not entertain things that are not from God. Things that are taking his church away from his purpose. And also sometimes you find that there are people here who are operating like a face of an eagle. They can see problems far away. And they are able to give the church the, 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 the weapons that will help to fight that kind of a battle. But not only the enemy, they can see the move of God and position the church to be aligned to what God is doing. So sometimes we feel like we are in a desert. God is shaking things off. He is aligning us to his purpose. So we just need to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? How can I glorify you in this manner? And sometimes we, we, we work like an ox. You know, in, in the rural area, we put an, is it a yoke, uh, like, uh, 
four or six oxes and you, you hold a plow in a, dry, in a dry ground. There's nothing, but this ox must pull and pull. So that is where you are prophesying. Even you see there is nothing, everything is dry, but you speak the word of God. You work hard. Sometimes you don't even sleep at night, but you know that God, the, the one that has started good things, he will bring it into accomplishment. Amen. And sometimes we need to think like men, a face of a man. You know that we need a house. We need a building to be able to meet. We need to do this beautiful decor. Oh, we need food. You need to have a funeral cover. You need to have a, a life policy so that when you pass on, your family will not suffer. You need to wake up and work. So you are thinking like a man. Amen. So we need that balance. Even as uh, our leadership was introduced here, it is our task to intercede for them so that they're not going to do exactly like this uh, priest who was here who brought in uh, Tobiah and other people that were worshipping other gods into, into the house of God. Because, yes, things are still going to be tougher, but we need to hold on to Jesus. We need to be ready. We need to stretch our hands so that he holds us, he walks with us. Amen. And uh, so what also Nehemiah discovered was that because now, this man, Tobiah, was brought into the house, given the biggest room, and things that were supposed to be there, things that were taking care of the Levites, the priests, the singers, the gatekeepers, there was nothing. And we find that some of them have even left their, their, their responsibilities in the house of God and went back and worked in the field. My prayer is that as the church, we will hold our hands together we will share our resources. We will take care of our leaders so that none of them will even think, oh, if I can go back to my teaching uh, uh, what profession or to my whatever uh, other profession they have because this is the work of God. We are part of it and we need to take our positions and make sure that we sanctify ourselves. We sanctify uh, not just the, the building but the church of God, so that when people see us, will see the love of God, and that love of God will attract them to his kingdom. Amen. So then Nehemiah dealt with those who were selling. He commanded that the gates were shut. And they still stayed and slept outside. He went to them. He said, I'll put my hand on you. You mustn't come and sell here on the house of God on a Sabbath day. And he also went up to God, oh, Lord, remember me. If I've spoken wrong thing, forgive me, but I'm trying to correct things. Amen. So that is what I wanted to share with you uh, uh, this morning. And again, as I said in my introduction, that whatever we do, we must always remember that Jesus Christ is coming back. So whatever opportunity that we get, we need to remind people that Jesus is coming we need to encourage those who are losing hope. We need to tell those who don't know about Jesus that Jesus is here to save them. And use our gifting, our talents. So when you see me with my megaphone on the window in the mall or in the taxi rank, don't be mad at me. I'm just worshiping the Lord and I'm reminding people that Jesus Christ loves them and he is also coming back. Just before I pray, I would like us to stand and just to sing shortly if the worship team can help me. Just sing, rain, Jesus, rain. 
king of Zion, lion of Judah, reign Jesus reign. Because he is the king of kings and his kingdom stands forever and ever. His name was not nominated nor voted for, but him sitting in the, in the throne in heaven, he, he came down, he humbled himself, he died for us, and God lifted his name above all other names. This name of Jesus, the knees in heaven on earth and under the earth bow on this name. And every time they confess that he is Lord. So we're going to sing and give him glory and just uh, uh, praise him in your own language. Just say thank you, Jesus. We love you and we honor you. Amen.